Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. A good afternoon to everybody out there in the Chattahoochee Valley. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Oldridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, Backwoods Barbecue, and Planet Fitness. So on the show today, before I bring my broadcast partner, Corey Bank, on and we talk about this upcoming Smith Station Prattville game that we're going to call tonight and we're also going to recap the Russell County Harris County game from last week this is the special edition of the sports beat this is the Friday Night Lights high school football preview review show as I'm going to preview all the games from week three and I'm also going to recap all the games from week two so let's get this show started first of all I just want to say that I hope everybody has a very safe Labor Day weekend. This is my favorite time of the year is because not only do we have high school football, but we have college football from Thursday night. We had some incredible Thursday night games last night all the way up until Labor Day. And we get ready for the high school football season. A lot of teams are traveling out of town. We didn't have a whole lot of local teams in action, but we are going to kick things off talking about the high school game of the week that you voted for on Twitter. And there's no question, it's Troop County and Callaway. The biggest high school football game in the LaGrange area is going to be rocking tonight at Callaway Stadium. As even though Callaway High School is out of Hogansville, this is part of the LaGrange community. And we should see the entire community of LaGrange at this game. This is going to be the hottest ticket. This game is the biggest game in LaGrange. I feel that the entire town of LaGrange is going to be at this game. It's strength on strength. You got two talented quarterbacks, Teo Todd for Troop County, Deshaun Coleman for Callaway. Callaway is 0-2, but it is a very deceiving 0-2. Two of their losses were to Opelika, a 7A program that's competing for a playoff berth in Alabama, and then Cedartown, which is a 4A program that went to the Final Four last year in 4A. Troop County has looked impressive so far. A road victory over Harris County, 33 to nothing. And then defeating Hardaway, 49 to 21, when Teo Todd accounted for seven touchdowns. This is definitely strength on strength, and I expect to see a great game at Callaway Stadium tonight. As we enter into week three, early in the high school football season, there's been some surprises out the gate there's also been some disappointments but the two teams that come to mind the Shaw Raiders 2-0 they have been impressive so far 
Not a whole lot of expectations. If you look at Shaw's situation with the passing of head coach Al Pellegrino, his longtime friend Blair Harrison, who coached the Brookstone Cougars for all those years, comes over and takes over a Shaw Raiders team with a different coaching philosophy, and Shaw's buying into it. I think if Shaw continues to win, this could be the feel-good story in the Chattahoochee Valley. I know that they're still trying to heal from the passing of Coach Pellegrino, but this community is very close-knit. They've had two games at Kennett Stadium that's been emotional, especially that opener against Marion County, and tonight, going up to Hamilton, Georgia to take on the Harris County Tigers, who's hungry for a win. Harris County is 0-2. That's a big story that Shaw is 2-0. Another surprising 2-0 team over in East Alabama is the Beauregard Hornets. Beauregard has a huge rivalry game tonight against the Valley Rams. Beauregard is one of those teams that if you're not too careful, they could sneak up on you. They are not too far removed from a state championship in 5A. But I've really been impressed with what Beauregard has done so far on the season. Beating Selma 21-16, to and then last week beating Central at Haynesville 42-14. This is Beauregard's first region game, and it's also the WTVM's high school game of the week. Let's talk about the teams that are in action tonight in the Columbus area. So last night we had one Thursday night game at Kennett Stadium. It was Mount Zion visiting the Jordan Red Jackets. And Mount Zion came in and they won the game 58 to nothing. Look, I'm happy that Jordan is back playing football. It's a great story. But the Red Jackets, it's going to take some time. They lose to Columbus 55 to nothing, and they lose to Mount Zion 58 to nothing. That is not the way you want to start a season. But Coach Jenkins is going to get their team ready. They will fight to play another day. Next Friday, they are at home once again, taking on the Academy for a Classical Education out of Macon. Jordan just needs to find a way to respond. We did have another game last night as a Spencer travels to Albany to take on Westover and uh, they lose the game. And you have another team that's on the road tonight in Columbus, the Kendrick Cherokees. 0-2 on the season, taking on Heritage. Kendrick is coming off of that 48-8 loss to the Shaw Raiders. Speaking of the Shaw Raiders, 2-0 on the season so far, taking on their border rival, Harris County, up in Hamilton, Georgia. Harris County is 0-2 on the season after losing 33-0 to Troop County and losing 28-17 over Russell County. But Harris County, a talented 5A program that went to the second round of the playoffs last year with new head coach Tommy Watson. It's a different coaching philosophy. You have a lot of young players, but they do have playmakers like Kobe Eskew and their quarterback Levi Watson. I expect to see a great game tonight in Hamilton, Georgia, as the Shaw Raiders try to push their record to 3-0. and and then at Kinnett Stadium tonight, you have the Hardaway Hawks taking on the Northside Patriots. Hardaway is 0-2, but the two teams they lost to were Carver and Troop County. Northside at 1-1 after beating Columbus in Week 1. They take one on the chin to the LaGrange Grangers up at Callaway Stadium last weekend. And so Northside and Hardaway tonight 
And if you can't make it out to Kinnett Stadium, you can listen to the game on Flavor 92.1 as uh, my colleagues Thrift Behringer and DJ Jones will be on the call. So that should be a good game. Some of the other games around Columbus, Columbus is actually traveling up to Manchester to take on the Manchester Blue Devils. And then you have St. Anne Pacelli that's in action back at Dymel Field tonight, taking on Lakeview Academy. Brookstone is going to travel to Macon on Saturday to take on First Presbyterian Day. And you got Greenville tonight taking on Terrell County. Carver is on a bye this week, and LaGrange is on a bye. Over in East Alabama, you got Auburn welcoming the Dothan Wolves at the Duck. Auburn is 2-0 after defeating two top 10 teams in 7A for the state of Alabama. But don't underestimate the Dothan Wolves. Right now, Dothan is 2-0 on the season. This team can sneak up on you. They're able to get a victory over Carroll, 45-19, and defeated Robert E. Lee last weekend, 42-14. Dothan had a tough schedule last year, finishing 4-6. and six. But anytime you play in 7A Region 2, you always have a bunch of talented teams in action. So that's going to be a very interesting game, Dothan and Auburn. You got Enterprise taking on Central. The Red Devils are back at Garrett Harrison Stadium, taking on an Enterprise team right now. Central's 2-0. Enterprise sitting at 1-1 so far. They lose to Auburn at home last week. It was a very close game, 31-21. But the Enterprise Wildcats trying to play spoiler to the best team in the state of Alabama. What else can you say about Central that hasn't been said? The Central Red Devils beating Smith Station in the backyard brawl 38-0 last week. And now they're hosting another region game against the Enterprise Wildcats. You got Opelika traveling to Montgomery, Alabama to take on Robert E. Lee. Remember, this is a rematch of that incredible game last year between Opelika and Robert E. Lee. Opelika's 2-0 on the season so far. Two impressive wins against Callaway. And Opelika went 9-4 last year in 6A Region 2. 7-0 in the region. And they came off to a slow start last year, 0-2. But this year, taking on Robert E. Lee, remember that 21-20 game in overtime last year. This is a rematch of that game. So I'm interested to see how Opelika can respond to an 0-2 Robert E. Lee. They're both newcomers to 7A Region 2. So I'm interested to see what that game looks like. You got Lee Scott Academy taking on Monroe Academy. You got Lynette traveling to take on Horseshoe Bend. Lynette trying to bounce back after their loss to their arch rival Valley, 19-0 last week. You got Russell County that's going to be on the road against Stanhope Elmore. Russell County 1-0 on the season after defeating Harris County 28-17. But they're going to have a tough road trip as they start region play against the Stanhope Elmore Mustangs, who right now are 0-2 after losing to Eufaula 22-14 last week. Eufaula starting 1-0, getting ready to take on Heedlin tonight. A road game, Heedlin is 2-0 on the season. 
and it is Eufaula's first region game as they make the transition down to 5A Region 2. Eufaula at times looked good as I was able to watch them against Southside Selma in their Jamboree game. Copeland Cotton is a great quarterback, and this is the first year for new head coach Jarrell Jernigan, who played in the Super Bowl. Jarrell Jernigan is the new head coach at Eufaula High School, and he's got them off to a hot start. 1-0, taking on Heedlin tonight. Those of you that remember, Jarrell Jernigan played on that New York Giants team that defeated the New England Patriots the second time. The one where they defeated the Patriots in Super Bowl 46. Some other action, you got Lafayette taking on Realtown. Lochapoca taking on Verbena. These are road games for the Lochapoca. These are road games. Lochapoca taking on Verbena. Lafayette taking on Realtown. Glenwood back in action at home taking on Fort Dale Academy. Glenwood is 0-2 on the season after a thriller losing 25-23 against Brookstone. And Glenwood trying to get their first victory of the season with new head coach Ryan Nelson. And Glidwood takes on a Fort Dale Academy team that is 1-1. One and one. And they play in the AISA. This is Glidwood's first region game. So they want to make a statement against the Fort Dale Academy Eagles, who's coming off of a 45-14 win over Hooper Academy. You also have Chambers Academy, who's 0-2 on the season, as they are hosting Edgewood Academy. Other action in Alabama, Atugasville taking on Notasaga. And now the game that I will be calling along with Corey Bank tonight, Prattville taking on Smith Station. I will have Corey Bank on the show later, and we will preview that game. Prattville, after beating Foley 34-20, 1-0 on the season. Smith Station a slow start out the gate, 0-2 on the season after losing to Central 38 to nothing last week. They started the season losing to LaGrange 49 to 20. But there were some good things that were done in that game. So I expect to see a little bit more of a competitive game for Smith Station tonight at Panther Stadium at TC Britton Field. It's about that time on the show where I give some love to the Noonan Schools. Because even though this podcast is dedicated to all the high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley, you still have all these Noonan schools. This is a Noonan radio station. I just want to give some love to the Noonan schools. Let's talk about the East Coweta Indians. A big win last week against their arch rival Noonan, 38-17. to They are 1-1 one and one on the season, and they will take on Hillgrove, who's also 1-1 one and one on the season. This is a non-region opponent, and it will happen tonight. Let's talk about Noonan. Noonan off to a slow start, 0-2 on the season after losing to Sandy Creek and their arch rival. They are on a bye this week as they will host the Hardaway Hawks next weekend. So looking forward to that. Sandy Creek, the Sandy Creek Patriots, off to a very good start. 2-0 on the season after last week defeating Greenwood out of South Carolina, 46-21, as they will take on the Cougars of Alexander tonight. All right, Stars Mill, they look pretty good. 2-0 on the season. 
They were able to beat East Coweta and Northgate 19 to nothing last Friday night, and they are hosting Luella. So Stars Mill could go 3-0. and They'll have a bye, and they get ready for a massive game on the 16th of September against the LaGrange Grangers. Like I mentioned, LaGrange is on a bye this week. They will take on Upson Lee on Thursday night at Callaway Stadium next week. But Stars Mill is one of those teams in a new region, making that transition from 5A to 4A. They're in 4A Region 4. And I talk about 7A Region 2 in Alabama. 4A Region 4, to me, feels like the group of death. You got seven out of the eight teams in this region that made the playoffs last year. And it doesn't get any easier. You got Troop County, 2-0. LaGrange, 2-0. Stars Mills, 2-0. And let's talk about Whitewater. Whitewater, out of Fayetteville, also 2-0, getting two impressive victories. 27-14, week one, against Northgate. And then last week, defeating Union Grove, 33-15. And they take on Griffin tonight in Fayetteville as Whitewater tries to push their record to 3-0. and And they got a huge game in two weeks as well. So they have a bye next week. They take on Troop County at Callaway Stadium on Thursday night, September the 15th. Look out for that. Also look out for Trinity Christian. I know Trinity Christian is another one of those teams in this region. I know that they're 0-2. You know, they're making that transition from single A to 4A. They lose to Woodward Academy. They lose to Fellowship Christian. But they will take on Mary Persons out of Forsyth tonight as Trinity Christian tries to get their first victory of the season. Let's talk a little bit about Fayette County. They're 0-2 on the season as they have lost to McIntosh and Mundy's Mill. And they will take on Spalding tonight, who's 1-1 on the season. You got Riverdale that's one and one on the season after beating North Clayton 62 to nothing and then losing to Carver of Atlanta. They will take on Mundy's Mill on the road tonight. So, like I mentioned, this is a very tough region for LaGrange and Troop County, which are both two and zero on the season. So Landmark Christian was able to get the victory last night, 7-6 to six in a defensive struggle game as they beat Lithonia and Landmark Christian is 2-1 and one on the season. They will also have a bye next week and they will travel to Peachtree City on the 16th of September to take on McIntosh. So that is the coverage for all the high schools in the Noonan area. Now it is time to reveal my top 10 teams that I picked after week two, and a lot can change after week three. But these are the top 10 teams for East Alabama and West Georgia. Starting with East Alabama, the number one team in the Chattahoochee Valley for East Alabama is the Central Red Devils, but a convincing 2-0 start, beating Hewitt Trustville 37-21 and beating their arch rival Smith Station in the backyard brawl 38 to nothing. They take on a tough test as the Enterprise Wildcats come to Garrett Harrison Stadium tonight. And let's see how Central plays against the Enterprise Wildcats. Number two is Auburn. And I could have put number, 
I could have put Auburn number one just because of their impressive resume, beating Enterprise on the road 31-21, and in, in their first game, beating Hoover, a top-five program that went to the Final Four last year. Hoover was the only team that beat Thompson last year. Auburn could easily be number one, but they host Dothan at the Duck tonight. Dothan is 2-0 and on the season. So you got Opelika at number three, and their resume, pretty impressive, as they picked up their 600th win in program history, beating Callaway on a two-point conversion. Roman Gagliano has really played well for Coach Speakman, and Opelika taking on Robert E. Lee in Montgomery tonight. Number four, fresh off a bye, Lee Scott Academy. I had Lee Scott Academy ranked very high in my rankings because of their dominance over Chambers Academy in week one, 33 to nothing. Now they will go on the road to take on Monroe Academy in a region game. Number five, I've got the Hanley Tigers. Hanley, after getting an impressive victory over Valley week one, they were able to beat St. James on the road 48-35. to And Hanley has a tough matchup on the road against Jacksonville, who's also 2-0. Number six, I got the Russell County Warriors. 1-0 on the season after an impressive victory over Harris County, 28-17. And this team is just going to continue to get better under second-year head coach Dylan Griggs. They got a new defensive coordinator, Kendall Lacey. Their defense has improved from last season, and they've looked very impressive. That's why I got Russell County high on my rankings. But they travel to Stanhope Elmore, and they have a very tough road series. They take on Stanhope Elmore next week, and then Carver Montgomery the week after that before they're back at home against Wetumpka. Number seven, I got Lochapoca. Lochapoca off to a 2-0 start in 1A Region 4. They defeated Lafayette 38-6 Week 1. And they defeated Beulah last week 20-6. They have a tough matchup on the road taking on 2-0 Verbena. But I talk about Lochapoca and what they want to do this year. Their head coach said it's state title or bust. The Indians play tougher, their coach, as Lochapoca's head coach, Rico Newton, trying to get back to the poke away, the winning tradition that Lochapoca has experienced, and it's state title or bust this year. Number eight, the Eufaula Tigers. Led by head coach Jernigan, they went 1-0 and after defeating Stanhope Elmore, but they have a tough matchup against Heedlin tonight who's 2-0 on the season. Number nine, and I could have flip-flopped nine and ten, the Lynette Panthers, ranked number nine. They're one and one. The Valley Rams, ranked ten. They are one and one. Could have easily put Valley over Lynette, but I had Lynette ranked in the top five. They lose to their arch rival, who's a 5A program. Lynette is still a good team, and Valley is on the up-and-coming. They lost to a very good Hanley team week one, and they defeated their arch rival on the road 19 to nothing. Now, some of the teams on the outskirts looking in that could have easily been in the top 10, the Beauregard Hornets, 2-0 on the season. I almost can guarantee you if they're able to beat Valley, I'm going to put them in my top 10 for next week. 
But you also have some talented 0-2 teams that can get back into this top 10 with a win, and that includes the Glenwood Gators at 0-2 and Chambers Academy, who's also at 0-2. All right, moving on to the other side of the Chattahoochee, the top 10 rankings for the teams in West Georgia, mainly the Columbus vicinity. But we're going to start with the Carver Tigers, who is on a bye this week. But Carver has looked impressive, and they have not skipped a beat. Both wins have been convincing, a 41-10 victory over Hardaway and a 40-0 victory in the Heritage Bowl over their arch-rival Spencer. Two impressive wins, and Carver is going to have a bye as they get ready to travel to Macon next Friday to take on Northeast. I got Carver at number one for various reasons. Because of their dominance, head coach Pierre Coffey has got the Carver Tigers playing at a high level. And this team is only going to get better. Number two, I got the LaGrange Grangers, who are also on a bye this week. LaGrange will host Upson Lee next Thursday night at Callaway Stadium. But LaGrange, very impressive out the gate. Beating a 7A program out of Alabama 49-20 and beating Northside 56-28. LaGrange has got playmakers all over the field. Head coach Matt Napier, in his third year, has got LaGrange playing at the level that they played in the early 2000s when they were competing for state championships. They've got a talented running back, Malachi Fanning Render, and a playmaker at wide receiver and kick returner, Magic Johnson. The Grangers are at a solid number two. Number three, I've got Troop County. they got a big contest tonight against Callaway. This is the high school game of the week. Troop County Tigers, what can you say about what they have done? And Teo Todd, which has been described by WRBL's Jack Patterson as a human cheat code. Yeah, Jack, I want to give you credit for that one. That was pretty cool. This is going to be a big test because Callaway is hungry for their first win. Callaway, a team that not only won the state title in 2020, they went to the Final Four last year. They compete in a high level, and I want to see this quarterback matchup between Deshaun Coleman and Teo Todd. It's going to be a lot of fun at Callaway Stadium tonight. Going to be a hard ticket to get as well. I think that the entire town of LaGrange is going to be at the game. Number four, Schley County, fresh off their bye. They have to travel on the road to take on Early County. Number five, I got the Callaway Cavaliers. Even though they're 0-2, Callaway is still a great team that's going to compete for a state title. They have a tough task against the Troop County Tigers tonight in the high school game of the week. Number six, you got the Brookstone Cougars, 1-0 on the season after a dramatic win over Glenwood over in the Swamp in Phoenix City last week. But Brookstone has got a tough test as they will take on First Presbyterian Day Saturday in Macon. Number seven, I dropped the St. Ampicelli Vikings just a little bit after losing to Tattnall Square Academy. After losing to Tattnall Square Academy in Macon, St. Ampicelli is 1-1 one one on the season and they will host Lakeview Academy at Dymel Field. New in my rankings is the Shaw Raiders at 2-0. They've had an impressive 2-0 start, beating Kendrick 48-8 and starting the season beating Marion County 24-8. Head coach Blair Harrison has got the Shaw Raiders believing that they could win 
And they take on a Harris County team that's 0-2 looking for their first victory, looking for their first win of the season. And it's a border war and a rivalry game. I'm fascinated by this game. And Harris County is always a tough place to play. That is a great site to watch high school football. I was there a couple of weeks ago for a scrimmage. And I just enjoy the fan base and their support for the Harris County Tigers, who they travel well too, because I saw a lot of fans at the Russell County game last week. Number nine, I've got the Hardaway Hawks. Even though they're 0-2, still a great team, and they have a big game at Kennett Stadium tonight taking on the Northside Patriots. And then that leaves number 10, Chatco, Chattahoochee County Panthers who have only played one game. They lose to Pelham 27-26. to This is a very talented team that I still had in the top 10. But Chaco hosts Walnut Grove tonight. And that should be a great game for the Panthers of Chattahoochee County. Coach McKenzie is going to have his boys ready to play. Anytime you have a new head coach, a new philosophy, it's always a challenge. But Chaco... One of those talented teams that I just I can't leave off a top 10 list. If I come up with the top 10 list, Chaco has got to be on the list, right? Some honorable mention teams, I could have put Northside there. Northside is on the outside looking in. I guess they would be number 11. Spencer is number 12. Spencer, a talented team. You got Manchester, a big game tonight against the Columbus Blue Devils. Manchester can play. You also have Greenville. Greenville can play. Heard County. They got a big game next week against Callaway. So I had a poll on Twitter. And I like doing this because I like jumping the gun on these polls. What is going to be the high school game of the week for week four? And when you look at the four choices, there's no surprise that Central at Opelika is running away with this poll. And I believe that is going to be the high school game of the week for week four. You got four more days to vote. But I don't think any of the other choices are going to catch Central at Opelika. The other choices are Shaw at Northside. That is always a great game at Kennett Stadium because that is the home field of Shaw and Northside. Both schools do not like each other. If you go to the northern part of Columbus, a lot of Shaw players and a lot of Northside players kind of live in the general vicinity. And uh, Northside, who's been around since 2002, They want to stake claim to North Columbus, but Shaw ain't having it. That's going to be a very fun game. I wanted to include that as the high school game of the week. Heard County at Callaway, that's always a big rivalry. Heard County Braves up in Franklin, Georgia, making the trip to Callaway Stadium. And Callaway, who knows what they're going to do against Troop County. That's going to be a must-win game for Callaway. And then Jefferson Davis at Auburn didn't get any votes. I had to throw a team in there. That is hard to pick somebody. I mean, you had Upson Lee and LaGrange. You had uh, Highland Home taking on Lynette. Russell County taking on Carver Montgomery. I mean, it was really hard to actually put a team in there. So get on Twitter and go vote. You got to vote. That's going to be a fun poll. and, And I enjoy doing these polls. All right, before I bring Corey Bank on the show... I just want to remind everybody that I do have a show five days a week. And so I'm going to get on the air on Monday, and I'm going to recap these games. I will have a show on Labor Day. So I just want to throw that out there to all the listeners. 
that we're probably confused on what is going on. All right, I think it's about that time to bring Corey Bank on the show. So don't go anywhere. When we come back, I'm going to have my broadcast partner from the CW Jabama as we preview this Prattville-Smith Station game and, of course, going to recap the Harris County-Russell County game that we called last week. So you don't want to go anywhere. Back in a few. Welcome back to the show. And on the show, I got my broadcast partner from the high school game of the week for the CW Jabama, Corey Bank. Welcome back. We are going to talk a little bit about that Russell County-Harris County game last week, and we're going to go ahead and preview this upcoming game that we're calling tonight between Smith Station and Prattville. Richard, thank you for having me back on. It's been a pleasure calling these ball games with you. Boy, wasn't that Russell County-Harris County game fun last Friday? It was incredible. It was a seesaw bot battle with two teams that wanted to win this game, Richard. And I thought that Drew Pickett was clutch getting that touchdown to put Russell County up 28-17. to They are 1-0 on the season. They play Stanhope Elmore on the road tonight. Harris County is hosting 2-0 Shaw. Before we get into the Smith Station Prattville game, uh, what was your thoughts and the takeaways on Russell County picking up their first victory of the season? Well, running back Drew Pickett, he was as solid as you can ask for. The definition of a balanced running back. When they gave him the ball in between the tackles, he was breaking tackles in the hole. He was reversing fields. And that determination got him in the end zone. He was the workhorse that you're looking for. He was dragging defenders. He was making jump cuts in the hole. And he showed exactly why he's committed to Wake Forest. Reminding me in my playing days, Richard, of a guy who I played with who was my running back, Orville Reynolds. You mentioned that to me, and uh, that's kind of a coincidence that he went to go play on uh, at Wake Forest. That's actually pretty cool. Amazing. So another guy that really showed his true talent was quarterback Robert Calhoun. He showed exactly what it meant to be that mobile threat of a quarterback. Yes, he got outside a tackle box. We saw him make the throws to the likes of his receivers, We saw him scramble and make the running plays. We saw him do well on the RPO option plays. He was able to be fantastic as an athlete. As for receiver, A.J. Black, my goodness. Did they get him out in the Jet Sweet game looking that great or what, Richard? Well, I think what A.J. Black did on offense with those explosive plays really set Russell County up in great position. It was a seesaw game back and forth. Harris County took the lead 17-14. to Then Russell County drove the length of the field. Robert Calhoun takes it in on the quarterback keeper. They get a big defensive stop. Remember, Harris County had the ball with about five minutes left to go, down 21-17. to They were trying to get a a reverse on on that third down, and it was broken up in the backfield. And Russell County stopped them on fourth down. They get the ball back. You know, the game's not over. They're still up 21-17. to And they put the game away with their third, fourth down conversion. You know, Corey, they went three for three on fourth down conversions. Drew Pickett with that run on that fourth and four. The fourth and four run from the Drew Pickett. You can't forget about that young guy. Yes, his first game. His first game in his high school career. Kelston Tarter also converted on fourth down. 
you better get your popcorn ready. Yeah, on a fourth and 15, it was a little screen bubble pass, and Kelston Tarver picked up the first down. Uh, what could you say about this freshman who's backing up Drew Pickett? And I expect Russell County to win a lot of games this year. And they're taking on Stanhope Elmore, their first region game. That's going to be on the road. We're going to be calling the Smith Station Prattville game. So we're returning to Panther Stadium at TC Britton Field. Right now, Smith Station is 0-2 on the season. Last week, they lost to their arch rival in the backyard brawl, 38 to nothing. But there were some bright spots. DJ Mahogany got eight tackles and a tackle for a loss. Devin Peerman, like he did in that first game against LaGrange, explosive offense. What Smith Station wants to do is get out to that hot start like they did against LaGrange. Remember, they had the 13-7 lead on the Grangers. They took the ball down the field thanks to a great kickoff return by Devin Peerman, and then the jet sweep reverse that put them all the way down inside the goal line and Smith Station had a first and goal, and they punched it in for the early touchdown. Does Smith Station need to get off to that hot start against Prattville? In order for them to win this game, they're going to need their quarterback to step up and make the necessary throws. But they're also going to need to run that RPO to perfection. In order for them to stay in this game, They're going to need their offensive line to get the necessary push up front to open up the running lanes and to allow their quarterback to have time to throw. That's what they did originally in that LaGrange game in week one, but that's what's going to carry over. But the guys that they're going to have to worry about when they play against them on the Prattville team, on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to have to worry about Drew Jolly. Drew Jolly, number four, he's a dual-threat quarterback, comfortable in the pocket, and we saw him pick apart that defense on that long ball that he threw. Now, he's very consistent with his reads. He doesn't make too many mistakes. But in the end of the day, Drew Jolly is a playmaker for them. And the guy he threw the ball to a lot was Cameron Shanks, number eight. He's a great all-round athlete. You can line him up in the slot. You can put him in jet sweep motion. The guy is just a player who is dynamic and can is capable of have big play capability written all over him. Excellent route runner in the medium and the secondary. But then they also have a running back that they're going to have to key on, O'Marion Parks. The Prattville Lions are 1-0 and on the season coming into Smith Station after defeating Foley. 34 to 20. Watched a little bit of that game on YouTube. And they also have a halfback who they bring in for Wildcat formations. He had a rushing touchdown. Number two, Josh Browder. That's another player that you got to watch out for. And like you said, uh, Cameron Shanks. You also have uh, Kelvin Blue, number 15. So some players to watch out for. I'm looking forward to this game tonight against Smith Station. And uh, hopefully Smith Station can bounce back and get the victory in their second region play, in, in their second game in region play. Now in terms of the other side of the ball, they're going to have to look out for stout middle linebacker. He's an absolute beast, Sam Payne. He can navigate and survey the field, has great eye contact and looking at the holes 
when they run the ball into his hole, he's a very good tackler and clogs up the box inside. But then, if you try going outside of him, the guy is incredible roaming around in coverage in that pass coverage defense. So that's going to be very hard for them to run the football. Now, a guy on the outer edge that they're going to have to account for is their defensive end, and sometimes they line him up as outside linebacker to Darius Fitz. Number 16 is something else. That guy runs close to a 4-4-4-5-40. Corey, I am looking forward to calling this game at Smith Station tonight against the Prattville Lions. Prattville had a disappointing season last year. They finished 7-5. and five. They lost in the first round to Theodore. But they are in that region that we've always talked about. The region is called 7A Region 2. You know, I like to refer to this region as the group of death. You know, if you're a uh, soccer fan, because of how stout these teams are in the region. And you have four teams right now that are in the top 10 in the state of Alabama. Central, Auburn, Opelika, Enterprise, Prattville. And now Dothan is 2-0. I mean, so you have some teams that are surprisingly hot out the gate. And Smith Station knows that they got they got their hands full with Prattville tonight. That's for sure, Richard. Now, another notable player that you're going to have to look out for in terms of Smith Station is their ball-hawking free safety, strong safety, Carmelo Jones. The guy is an absolute ball-hawking defender. Once again, is able to take the proper angles to the football. He's able to read and does a great job of taking a look at Opposing team's offenses, breaks up a lot of passes, not to mention he's a very strong tackler. When guys are getting out to the second and third level, he's going to be dependable for that team. So Smith Station has to figure out how they're going to move the ball on the likes of this defense. I think this is exactly what they're going to have to do to figure out a way. They're going to have to run the football efficiently. They're going to have to get their athletes outside in order to beat this Prattville team. Corey, I cannot wait to call this game tonight on the CW Jabama and Beams, the high school game of the week. You can listen to the broadcast live on Beam and on Beam's YouTube channel, and you can catch a replay of the high school game of the week on Jabama on the CW channel 38 from 11 to 1.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. It should be a fun game. The Prattville Lions coming into Smith Station at T.C. Britain. Uh, Panther Stadium at T.C. Britain Field. It should be fun. It should be an electric atmosphere. And it's also Smith Station's third straight home game. Something's got to give. I know the head coach, Mike Glisson, wants to try to pick up their first victory of the season. But it's not going to be easy. The Prattville Lions are hungry for another win and try to go 2-0. and but it should be a fun game. I'm really looking forward to calling this game with you, Corey. Absolutely, Richard. Well, this is going to be a credible game that we have tonight. Thank you for having me on once again. Oh, as always, uh, Corey, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Absolutely. All right, that was Corey Bank. That's my broadcast partner from the high school game of the week on the CW Jabama. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast hope everybody has a great labor day weekend stay safe out there and we will talk to you monday bye everybody 
You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.